guys. Welcome back to a football update with uh, Andy and Robin. This is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, uh, this week we're, uh, we're recording like two episodes in a few days. Uh, today we're kind of just doing a, what's kind of going in the NFL episode, uh, followed by um, Sunday we're going to record our fantasy football episode. And uh, also tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Bill's training camp. Uh, so, you know, Robin's been really on the policy that he actually wants it one day at training camp. So mm-hmm. we're pretty excited about it. But uh, first, Robin's going to kind of go over some of the uh, the news in the NFL. Uh, so, Robin, uh, what, what's you been seeing? So one of the things that's unfortunate with training camp and just football in general is injuries. And one of the big ones that we've heard in the last week is the Tim Patrick uh, torn Achilles a year after he tore his ACL. Um, so that is, you know, he was a guy, I think the last two years they've looked at as potentially the guy to Blake plays over the middle of the field for Russell Wilson as that bigger, um, lankier receiver. Unfortunately, um, both years, he's not able to play at all. So, uh, I'm not sure what you thought of that injury, Andy, and, uh, how it affects, uh, Denver's prospects. I think. I think Sean Payton might make a move, possibly. Mm-hmm. Like, because there, there's a lot of teams that might be willing to trade a receiver. Like teams that are trying to like, mm-hmm. like recoup their losses. So I, I think, I think there's a few receivers out there left. So I think, short term, I think it'll work out. But long term, he has an issue. You know, like, mm-hmm. do you think Robin maybe? Do you think his career could be in jeopardy now, or do you think he could? make a comeback or you know just because this is his what like his third year i think or was it was he a rookie last year if i remember uh he's been in the league a few years but i think this is last year and this year are the first two years of the big contract extension he signed um so he's okay, basically so, yeah so he's kind of safe because i'm sure he probably has a little mm. guaranteed money in there so they might want to you know try to save their losses or, yeah. or not save their losses i guess what i'm trying to say I think the guarantees only run out for the most part through this season, and then there's maybe a little bit left, but they can probably get out of it and save some money. So it might be tough to see if, yeah, because you have to wait a long time on Achilles, so they may just move on before then. But um, they do have the Marvin Mims kid they drafted out of Oklahoma, who's pretty talented in the late second round. They have um, Marquez Callaway they brought in from New Orleans. So there's some familiarity there, but... Um, so it's basically Corland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, and um, a lot of mystery outside of that. You know, knowing, knowing mm-hmm. Sean Payton, I wouldn't even be surprised, uh, I'm sorry, surprised if, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, he, he would uh, maybe call the New Orleans Saints and mm-hmm. uh, try to see if he can get uh, one of his two guys, Michael Thomas, or... Um, Who's the tight end again? Uh, uh, so they added Jimmy Taysom Graham. Hill? Oh, Tim, no, Taysom Hill, yeah. But Taysom yeah, Hill's Taysom got Hill. a big contract, so I don't know if that they could fit that. Oh, that's right. I forgot how yeah. big that was. <laughs> yeah, so I know they got from New Orleans, they got Adam Troutman at the tight end around draft time. It was just like a late swap of picks, so um, maybe there's that connection there, as you said, but... Um, yeah, it is kind of dicey for right now, but maybe they can find a way through it. They're at least saying that Javante Williams 
should be able to play in preseason, which wasn't a guarantee after how badly got hurt early this season, so or early last season, so. Um, right. I, I guess I should have specified. I, I didn't mean like mm. right now, obviously. Yeah. But like hypothetically down the road, like let's say the Saints mm. have a bad season or you know something's going on, yeah. they want to save, you know, for capital. You know, maybe they could mm. do something with Sean Payton, but you know that's all. It's all hypothetical. And mm. Also, in that in the in the <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm a little under the weather. Mm. Uh, the uh, NFC South. Um, yeah, the Buccaneers, who I like, I know they're trying to see if Baker Mayfield can make the magic work because they have two mm. really good receivers. But I'm still thinking, judging how the season could go, they might cut bait. You know, try mm. to shop some things off, like yeah, like either either Edwards or uh, Evans or Godwin. You know what mm. I mean? So yeah, that could be a possibility down the line. But that's the you know the thing I love about football. There's always hypotheticals. You know, going into the season. Mm, you know, yeah. obviously, don't get me wrong. Like, it's obviously sad to see someone go down, but it's just, just as a, a person who loves football strategy, it's just very fascinating to kind of see how teams adapt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking, yeah, and uh, speaking of the Broncos, there was the controversy I think in the last week with uh, oh, Sean God. Payton having the interview. Um, I wonder which I'm trying to remember which site um, it came out with, but it basically it came out of him basically bashing the previous regime under Nathaniel Hackett, criticizing the time it took to get plays in, um, you know, uh, just and that there were a lot of dirty hands. It wasn't just Russell Wilson, but uh, Nathaniel Hackett did respond to the criticisms by saying that there was <clears throat> sort of a breaking of the um, coaching code. Um, he was asked if he felt like Champagne broke the code, and he said yes. Um, so uh, what were your thoughts on that whole situation? And then Aaron Rodgers defending um, both Nathaniel Heck and also saying that Champagne is maybe, for whatever reason, setting it up in case it doesn't go well, um, some excuses. I, th- I think he mostly did. I think it was a calculated risk because he wants mm. the attention off Russell. And mm-hmm. and the sad thing was, like, even though he kind of did, like, the the evidence is uh, is in the uh, – I forget the, the, the reference, but just, like, looking – look what happened after Nathaniel Hackett got mm-hmm. fired. Yeah. Know, like – Russell kind of, I don't say he became a superstar again, but like he had much, much more powerful yeah. games. You know what I mean? I just, because mm-hmm. in this looking back at last season, all the terrible time, like, you know, they need, didn't they hire, yeah, they hired a coach uh, to uh, mm-hmm. look, look, you know, manage the time for him because he didn't know how to manage the clock, you know, stuff like that. But I think maybe it got blown out of context a bit from what I've been hearing, mm-hmm. even Sean. And also Sean Payton, you know, kind of regretted how he worded it, you know, later on. Because, you know, like, just how insane football and training camp is right now. You know, sometimes you don't, you don't have all your faculty straight. You might, like, let something slip, kind of like with Sean mm-hmm. Garrett about a month ago with uh, Stefan Diggs, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, I'll say this, it's going to make week five much more interesting. Oh, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> 
no one was really going to be focusing on Broncos, Jets, you know. Mm. I mean, hey, maybe that's why Peyton did it. Like, that's, that's going to be an attention-seeking game yeah. now, Mm-mm. you know, because everyone's actively looking at the Jets this year yeah. as, as the Super Bowl favorite, you know. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, any other things that you saw out there that are pretty good for a fascinating uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I will say it was USA Today that was the story with Sean Payton calling the Broncos coaching job by Nathaniel Hackett last year one of the worst in NFL history and also um, did criticize even the current front office there with George Payton, the GM there, saying, um, you know. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, you're fine. Um, but yeah, criticizing the previous G or even the current GM, George Payton, and saying that, you know, they should have been the adults and the, it was the parents who allowed it was the phrase that he used. So, but, uh, moving on from there to, um, Jonathan Taylor and Jim Ursay with Jonathan Taylor supposedly having an injury outside of camp and, um, outside of Indianapolis, but also wanting a new contract. And uh, they had Jonathan Taylor go in the team bus with Jim Say talk for an hour. And out of that, Jonathan Taylor asked for a trade. And, you know, Jim Say basically, you know, goes both in front of the microphone and, you know, on social media basically saying, you know, running backs are asking for too much. They're, the agents for them are ask, are acting in bad faith. Um, but it is, you know, maybe the most consistent star player for the Colts that he's doing this with. Uh, what's your take on the whole Jonathan Taylor situation? Do you think there is some room for them to come back to each other and like, you know, like bygones be bygones, or do you think a move is on the horizon? The insane thing is, is like mm-hmm. all the insane texts that Jim Mercer is like, he doesn't have a filter, yeah. you know, I think a lot. And like... On, on Twitter, like, this, some of the stuff he tweets, like, Tom Brossi did, like, a joking video of being the intern, yeah. and I thought he made this all up, but, like, in the next GPS episode, it's like, no, all these tweets are real, and, like, today he was talking about how he has the $20 million to help, you know, free a whale. Like, well, well, well I get that, you know, I love yeah. animals and such, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, their one receiver has the, really has the potential to really hit it off if, you know, if Richardson is the, the the quarterback for the job, you know they got the offensive coordinator from the Eagles as their head coach. But it's just like mm-hmm. at the same time, like he's your only star on the offense right now. Like that—that's mm-hmm. somebody that pays in the seats. You know, I, I think Taylor was smart. You know, to do this. You know, I, I don't think I think he should have used mm-hmm. a little bit of better lang like. Not swearing, mind you, but like the language mm-hmm. of how they were, some of the tweets of his agent were. Mm-hmm. But I, I think at the end of the day, you really should tie this kid down. Like he has yeah. a lot of potential, and you have, along with a mobile, you know, running back quarterback, you know, that's a great combination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's not like he's even looking for that much money in terms of like how big contracts are these days, as you know. Uh, it's just, and I think they have a good deal of casting. Like they've been very, very frugal like the mm-hmm. past few years, right? They, they usually always yeah. have like twenty to thirty million in cap space. And I'm, uh, I'm going on to Spot Track now to see mm-hmm. what their uh, their uh, draft capital is. 
Mm-hmm. Or not, sorry, draft capital, total capital. Yeah, they have $19 million in mm-hmm. cap space right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could, and he's not, he's not even asking for $19 million or like, like fifteen million. Yeah. Like I'm sure he's you'd be fine if even thirteen million. You know, it's like pay this you know, pay this kid. Like he is he is the star of your offense right now. And I'm, I'm sure Richardson will grow into that if he is what they hope to be. Mm-hmm. But like I'm looking at the receivers right now, like they have no one's getting paid mega millions. Just I mean Michael Pittman Jr. is making uh Let's see, three and a half, uh, no, about four million dollars. But even mm-hmm. still, like that, that is insanely cheap for another mm-hmm. number one receiver. Like I'm looking at all of their weapons right now. No one's making like the mega money. Yeah, and Jonathan right now, he's remember he's a second round pick. He's only making five million this year. Yeah. Like again, it's like it's not even just give him like nine or eight more million dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like it's right. I'm sorry if I'm getting heated, guys, but it's just like, yeah. I know he can be bumbling sometimes, but I still have a heart for the Colts, you know, because the Bills were, mm-hmm. you know, very mediocre during the dark days for us uh, older kids, you know, mm-hmm. me and Robin in the mm-hmm. 2000s. But like, so you had to go to other teams to kind of root for, you know, teams, and Peyton Manning was phenomenal to watch. So it's just sad to see the Colts like this. And, and they have, again, they have so much potential with that their new head coach, you know, that, you know, was the offensive coordinator for Jalen Hurts, you know? So I think, it, I think they can get it done. Just the the one person that can get it done is their GM. Like he's a very very smart guy, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the main issue with the Colts was they weren't when and, uh, Andrew Luck retiring really kind of screwed everything up because this team was really built around Andrew, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, you know, after all that fell apart, you know, Frank Reich did the best he could, but they tried to patch it up with Philip Rivers because Philip Rivers almost went to Tampa the Tom took it. Mm-hmm. And then they tried it again. Um, oh, yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan last year and the year before that it was Carson Wentz. So, you know, it's just like they tried Band-Aids and now they're finally trying something new. But, like, I think Jonathan is the key, especially right now with a young potential Josh Allen-like athlete you have in your quarterback room. So it's just, you have a great defense hmm. in certain certain areas. Yeah. You know, you got DeForest Buckner, and even Rover Stewart's great, is a great hmm. tackle. So I, I just, I really hope they sign him, or at the very least, don't, don't please do not trade him yeah. to, the, to the Chiefs. That's <laughs> just like, because when we talk about the training camp round, just Dalton yeah. is hmm. surpassing all expectations, so that might be our ace. So I don't want the, the Chiefs mm-hmm. to get any more any more weapons to yeah. match us. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think it will get done again, just because of the Colts GM. Hmm. But Ursay's got to stop doing this yeah. crazy stuff mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah, and at least Anthony Richardson, past two or three days, apparently has gotten the vast majority of the number one QB rep, so um, it does look like he's developing pretty well, but those two as a duo in the backfield, just running would be crazy, and then the more Richardson develops as a passer, um, but yeah, you'd hope that they could get that worked out as soon as possible, but um, I'm trying to see if there's anything, there's not too much else big that I know yeah, really going on. I, I, and I would kind of mm-hmm. understand if you had a Josh Allen 
Patrick Mahomes, yeah. the soon to be Joe Burrow, or you know, a Herbert contract. You know, the Herbert mm. just made contracts even crazier. Yeah. But here's the thing: Richardson is just now starting his journey. Like maybe he could hit it off this year, or be be like the Josh Allen route. Mm. Josh Allen, as the saying goes, didn't get his big boy contract till I think what, what was it? His third or fourth year? That he, that after his third, year. yeah. His third, yeah, after his third year, and like, mm. so it's like you have this kid. I'm, I'm mm. looking at his contract now. It's like, uh, let's see, Anthony's is going to be six, yeah, six million dollars. Mm. He's going to be making thirty-three million dollars for the next four years, and then they're going to mm. pick up his fifth-year option potentially. So it's like, mm-hmm. pay Jonathan Taylor. He, 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 not only is he the key to your offense, you know, and I know mm. I'm getting heated on this guys, but like. He's also the only the really star on the offense right now. Like Richardson could be, but he you know he's still growing right now. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, he did football fan here, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything too big news wise. If you can't think of anything, uh, just you know a few. Just a few of the injuries are just mm-hmm. some are like not as bad. Like Joe Burr and Joe. It looked. Like, I thought Joe Burrow's Burrow season was over. Oh, yeah, like, briefly, yeah. Video. And there's a lot of guys that are going down, you know. Mm. But uh, uh, speaking of uh, training camp, uh, mm-hmm. Robin, like, like how you, – you weren't there yourself. Like, how, how has been the Bills training camp? Like, I know there's Dalton Kincaid, but there's also a lot of great stories going on, you know, a lot of battles for positions. So uh, what, do you, what are the things you find the most interesting uh, going on in Bills training camp? So I was able to go one day, and it was uh, this past Sunday, and it was a very nice day to go. Um, but I've been following along a pretty good amount on social just to see what's going on. And uh, the big thing is um, Dalton Kincaid has looked very good, very fluid in and out of routes, pretty much sure-handed all the time. Um, Svon Diggs, you know, addressed things the first day of camp and just said, you know, uh, you know, he just kind of addressed things. Everything's good. He wants to retire as a bill. You know, and he's played incredibly well, um, competing hard with defensive backs. Um, uh, one weird story was the, um, was it, Kyir Elam was on second team basically exclusively for first couple days or so, and now he's gotten more and more run on the first team as the number two corner, um, battling with Dane Jackson, um, and then they have Benford who's been on second team, but it looks like that's a really fun competition at the number two corner spot. Um, and Dane's, you know, for the most part, been solid. I think when the pass rush wasn't there last year and he was forced to do a lot more man coverage because they're blitzing for pressure, he was not great in that spot. But, you know, he, he always competes. He um, doesn't really have excellent ball skills when it's, you know, one-on-one shoulder everything else but he's still for a seventh rounder you can do a lot worse as your number two corner um gabe davis um he dealt with the ankle injury from week two basically all year and now he looks very good very competitive um you know in a contract year um really willing to prove himself uh james cook um could be a three down back there was one great play where he ran a real route for a touchdown the day I was there. Um, so, or excuse me, as a rail route, but you know, those, that's the type of thing they haven't had in the offense when 
teams are, you know, trying to take away Diggs and Davis, and they don't have that middle of the field option. They don't have that back that can line up against the linebacker and just, you know, uh, win that matchup. And he provides that. And then I'm trying to think what else big. Um, and then Osiris Torrance getting some run at guard with the first team. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much um, the big things that I remember from uh, basically been seeing from the Bills camp both the day I was there and just online. Yeah, well, I, I, not mm-hmm. only Dalton, but like from what I've been hearing, that the mm-hmm. receivers we had that we brought in this year really meshed well, which, yeah. you know, last year we had the last kind of older kind of people and just some people we tried to bring in, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know unfortunately injuries helped them out for those few years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm beyond excited for this offense that we have. And mm-hmm. both the offensive line and all of the defense is just like a well-oiled machine. You have like five to six stars and you have f- phenomenal players. You know, like, I think either way, Kyler is going to kill it. This uh, Sorry, that uh, 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 Kair. Um, mm-hmm. I mixed his, him and Khalil Shakir's names up, guys. Sorry yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Kair, um, I think he, you know, even if he won't get the second job, like the most, like he'll still get a consistent amount of, you know, you know, motion, and that could possibly get him the job later mm-hmm. in the season. You know, yeah. as they say, as they keep saying, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially this defensive line. You know, like I know, if I remember, Vaughn is looking like he might not be ready to go week one. Right, the thinking might be a few weeks in the season. Uh, he did say that the both him and Brandby did say week one is a possibility. Now, how big of a possibility we don't really know. And Von Miller on his Instagram, I think, said um, close or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, nothing set in stone there yet. And I, I think mm. even if we don't have him for the Jets game, I think we'll still mm. be good because we have such a phenomenal offense. Well, we do have phenomenal offense. I'm sorry. Mm. Such a phenomenal defense and fresh and ready, mm. you know, against Aaron Rodgers. You know, that that would be like the perfect game not for not having Vaughn if we were going up against the Jets and Vaughn couldn't be in there, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. as great as Aaron Rodgers is, like, I don't, again, a, few, a year or two ago, he was a back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, it was two years in a row. Or was it, was it three or two? Two, uh, two, yeah. yep. That's right, it was cheap, but he won the third one a few years before that, if I remember. Because mm-hmm. I think he's at I think he's at four, right? Yeah, uh, I think three or four, yeah. Four, yeah. Cause, because he's one away from tying with Peyton. Because mm-hmm. I know that that's one record Peyton still holds. But um, mm-hmm. but anyways, you know, as great as they're meshing, and I'm really looking, as we're saying, looking forward to, to uh, watching Hard Knocks, you know, mm-hmm. oh, flying yeah. on, the, on the Jets, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I, you know, I really... You know, they're just. This is their first. Gonna be their first game together. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Whereas this is like, again, I, 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 you don't know anything, so you know what's gonna happen. But like, mm-hmm. this is a, like the story can't even get any better. You know, coming on uh, the game playing on nine eleven in New York, and it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you you are one of the best quarterbacks of all time, I and mean, definitely in the past twenty years. But this this ain't your division. Mm-hmm. You know, so this could be a very exciting, you know, exciting battle. But uh, 
Yeah, a lot, lot to look forward to this year, uh, to this season. Uh, I just can't believe it's uh, almost a month. No, a little more than a month away, right? About yeah, yeah. Less than thirty, less than forty days now. Yeah. But uh, so, guys, we decided to split our episodes in two this week, uh, mm-hmm. just because um, I've really gotten some good stuff for fantasy. You know, Robin has as well. But I just haven't uh, mm-hmm. been able to finish all of it. But I found another. Another great site to do stuff on. It's called. Uh, it's not even just the the site underdog. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's called Best Ball. It's a new kind of football mm-hmm. season. You can even do it. There's some sites where you can do it for free, which I personally is a pretty. I'm a very big fantasy football addict. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Obviously, I don't, I don't bet a lot, but even just for free, just to test my uh, football skills. So basically, Best Ball is you pick. Uh, you know, there's no defense, no kicker, and you bet. You, you uh, place the drafts, but here's the thing. Uh, whichever of your players get the best points for each position uh, will be, be the points you get that, that week. So it's it, at first it does seem like it's kind of lazy, but it's, it has to be a very good strategy because if you want to be number one, you have to figure out which receivers, like for example, Gabe Davis, maybe not every game will will get you know a lot of fantasy points, but you put them in there in your flex area because you know there's two or three games where he'll get 20, 25 points. So, mm. yeah, it's very, very fascinating. And I have some notes for uh, regular fantasy and uh, not going to get too much into it, but just, you know, if you do want to gamble, just, you know, I'm going to tell you a little, a few things, but also most importantly, you know, to be responsible about it, you know, mm. but, uh, but, you know, more, more to come, but uh, yeah, very exciting episode Sunday. Yeah. And then uh, we begin our division by two, uh, division to division kind of analysis of each team so mm-hmm. uh, very exciting stuff so uh, you guys have a great night you too thank you very much Andy <laughs>